Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm my chip ups, man. I got this, yeah. Eagle Pickers, welcome back. Special Tuesday night recording session for your set the spread hosts. We've got myself, Kobe, DK in my upper left, and Reese in my bottom middle. What's up with you fellas? Just riding high off that Premier League title that City won last weekend. Uh, also an incredible card last Saturday, just an all around positive vibes. Great weekend for me. Uh, how about you, Reese? Oh, huh? no, great card. I'm bummed actually that we, uh, don't have a card this weekend. I'm kind of bummed about that, but, Always good, bummed. but, but, but the good news for all you listeners is that Danny and I are taking this extra time to set the spreads now so we can hit the tapes hard. And by the time we come next week, I'm expecting sweeps for both of us at the very least. Maybe a, maybe, maybe a parlay, too. Exactly how Reese said it. We're coming at you Tuesday, the week prior to our UFC fight night between Biggie Boy and Augusto Sakai to set the spread so that we get a little bit extra tapage time. So before we jump right into that, we, we wanted to not let this quick momentary News and note pass us by. We heard on the broadcast last weekend, Paul Felder officially confirmed his retirement. I know that we had kind of talked about the potential for that it being it a couple of times, but let's not let this opportunity pass us by. Who wants to kick things off and tribute to Felder? I, yeah, I'll I mean, go. Oh, no, I'll, I'll take this one first, and I'd love your Daniels say, but the reason why I want to grab this one now is because Felder's like, my guy, one of the first fights that I actually showed to people when I was like, I wouldn't say, I think almost my introductory to being an MMA hardcore was Felder versus Francisco Trinaldo. And he actually lost because of the doctor's stoppage. But I was like, what a, what an introductory. I mean, people are sitting next to me. This guy's face is just gashed open. And then who would have even known as his career progressed that he would grow into the type of guy he was. Uh, not only the toughest fighter I think the UFC had on their roster with the collapsed lung and all from in that hooker fight, finished it off. And I know or the Barbosa fight too. He's got, he's got war wounds, but uh, I'm just happy that we're going to get Felder for many years to come in that commentating booth, him and him and the crew. And, and it's uh, I think it's, it's, it's fine. Cause I, I don't know if he was going to get gold at this point. So Definitely. good send off to Felder. My question is, does this increase Cerrone's paycheck? double in terms of sponsorship for fight milk as uh paul <laughs> Felder no longer can represent fight milk no i mean it's it's for bodyguards and fighters and he doesn't and he doesn't need weight cut no no weight cut anymore right right and it's not for women <laughs> yeah unless, unless felder's turn but yeah shout out to the irish dragon well, hopefully he picks up a bodyguard duty here or there so he can remain with the fight milk guys. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo, let's transition into this week's card. He's actually fighting on the undercard. We've got him versus Muslim Salikov. Uh, not one we're going to set the spread for, but funny that small world, it, it, what is it, times a flat circle? No, literally, 
Trinaldo is like the guy who you look at him and you're like, that guy's a hundred, right? And then we'll be talking talking about him on Ankle Pick Pod episode. I've got 500. that fight as being canceled on Tapology. Lovely. Oh, he was on that card for whatever. R.I.P. Like we said, coming at you a week and a half prior to this. It card. just says bout rescheduled. No injury for either of the guys, but Trinaldo Salikov canceled and fizzled bouts at one to seventy. It's probably not that reasonable reasonable to assume that all these fights will go as planned. But for now, we're going to go ahead and take the main card and run with a standard set the spread sewed of ink pick pot. So recently canceled and no, no line for this one. Dusko Todorovic was scheduled for Maki Patolo. Sounds like that fight is now a no go. And do we have a replacement opponent for Maki Patolo, Dan? Yeah, we've seen. No, for, for Dusto, Dusto Todorovic is going to fight Gregor Rodriguez. Nine and three, Gregory Rodriguez. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to take that one off the main card for the set and spread. So we get an 29 years fight. old. He's 29 years old. He looks 40 in the face, though. I don't know if the Brazilians just don't age too well. And uh, this is his UFC debut. He lost in the contender series to Jordan Williams, who I believe actually is, fights in the UFC quite often. Um, I think maybe that's not Jordan Williams. Who's the one with no, it is Jordan Williams. Um, so, anyways. Interesting yeah, we'll, tidbit about we'll that guy. For, for now, let's jump right in. will be. We've got a middleweight bout, Tom Breeze and Antonio Arroyo. DK coming off a two-week win streak, ties things up seven to seven on the year for the set the spread standings. No, I thought I still had him by one. Do I not have not him by anymore. one? Not anymore. That's tough. Tragic, tragic. That's the thing about this game, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, and I'm on a streak. Let's try and keep that alive today. Um, Tom Breeze, absolute beast. Um, Actually coming off a loss to Omari Akhmedov. Oh, he was on a win streak, but Tom Breeze is a great boxer. He's got fast hands. Um, I expected him to be a favorite here before I saw that he lost to Omari, but I don't think that's going to deter me too much as I see Hoyos coming off back-to-back losses, Darren Wynn, Andre Mooney's. Darren Wynn's a guy I don't have a ton of respect for in the fight. I don't no, think- I think we faded Win there, remember? Yeah, I think we I think we did fade Win there. I still think we're going to see Brees as a, a pretty decent favorite. I'm going to go Brees. Minus 200. Mm. It's a good line. It's a really good line. I mean, Breeze is a guy who's been in the UFC for a while now. And I don't remember if he just took time off, like he wasn't fighting frequently. Or I remember when he finally came back and fought uh, Brendan Allen, I believe. I remember being like, where the heck did this guy go? Like he disappeared. He's been fighting for a while. As long as I've been a fan, Tom Breeze has been around. But the KB Bilar win obviously didn't age well. I think he got a recent pink slip, as discussed. It was it was beating an undefeated guy at the time. But, I mean, Danny, you pretty much summed it up perfectly. Tom Breeze, phenomenal um, boxer, 29 years young, still in his prime. I, I'm imagining if, if 
Arroyo can't get past Darren Duran Wynn. I don't imagine. And I mean, Wynn's a half. He trains half the time. He trains. He, he's a police officer. The man isn't even a full time fighter, and he lost to the guy. So I, uh, I, I don't imagine this contender series guy will necessarily age well. I, I I'm guessing t- Tom Breeze. I'm going to go even higher. I'm going to say two fifty. Opened minus 200, currently at minus 230. So, Reese is going to edge it out. Oh, come on. Point Reese by the – Reese, first on the board. Yeah, Tom Breeze, you gave me an over-under point because my line is also 200. So, I think at 200, I'd probably take Breeze. So, let's bump her up. Second fight on the main card. We have a welterweight bout, Santiago Ponzinibbio. And yep. Maiza. Reese, go ahead. Okay, so this one I'm actually excited about. I think I'll actually do okay on this one as far as seeing the spread goes because I'm a longtime Ponzi fan. Ponzi Nibio's a guy I've been watching for a long time, and he's always been regarded as probably one of the best kickboxers in the world through division, one of the best on his feet. I remember that Mike Perry fight was an absolute war. I had a lot of money on Ponzinibbio there. Gunnar Nelson, I remember he fought a while back, won that one fast. But that was sauce because there. I remember there was like a foul they were discussing. But he, moral of the story is he's tenured in the UFC here. He's had a lot of big fights. And he had a layoff. For those listeners who might not be familiar with Ponzinibbio or, or you are familiar but you only fe- seen him fight just the once, he kind of – Went a little bit missing for, gosh, two, two and a half years and came back in the earlier this year to fight uh, the leech. And it went terrible. And he was a big favorite and he got smoked by the leech. And this, this game is not forgiving. I think that, and this is where I want to see Danny's reaction. I, I, I think Ponzi might be a dog here. And I, I don't hold a ton of weight into it because from what we've seen out of Baeza, we've seen him beat a 95-year-old unretired immortal Matt Brown. We've seen him beat Hector Aldana, which I actually like that win. We, he has a contender series win. And then Takashi Sato as well, which, again, I mean, a submission, it, it's a lower-end win as far as, like, UFC is concerned, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm not confidently saying Ponzinibbio is going to be a dog, but I just think after that getting stouched by the leech as being a heavy favorite after coming off a three-year layoff, I like just have this gut feeling that the undefeated, the undefeated Brazilian prospect is going to be the favorite, not by a lot. I'm going to do, 145 125 plus 125 for ponzi i'm i'm right there with you uh really you said a lot I, no i think you said a lot of things that make a lot of sense uh baez is a guy that's won this podcast a lot of money me included um he's undefeated for a reason i think i'd favor him over Lijing long um kind of kind of what i was saying last week with um who was it? Cody in the main event. I think you're right, but I think that you're ahead of yourself. I've got it 
mm. or is it just straight even money? Um, I don't know if that's 115, 115, or 110, 110 for this game, but I'm, yeah. I'm taking a straight even money because I do think that that win streak that he went on and, and people are – even casual bettors know enough to look at tapology or look at a record and realize, oh, this guy got knocked out, but he was – whatever eight no before then i think it's not gonna the scale's not gonna have swung to the minus 150s or minus kind of I'd, I'd agree with you and i might be ahead of myself sharps might push it the one thing that i want to know your opinion on is the layoff do you think the layoff the the two and a half years oh i think that's 20- the that's the deciding factor i don't think that's what the same i'm thinking that's i what think I'm that thinking. this could be an opportunity for us to bet by Aza and I'm hoping I, it's close to even maybe that's I'm my wrong, thought exactly that's my thought exactly that's my my you're taking the words I do mouth. think that Ponzinibbio as you said was one of the scariest names is ter- in terms of stand-up offense in the division for yep. a long time and I think it carries some weight like especially online on the Twitter sphere he was one of those mythical fighters that just like didn't fight forever and everyone's like this guy's right. gonna kill everyone like and almost he, like he, Zabit's doing right now where I everyone's mean, like he's gonna come back and kill everyone like it's he hard 20, when you haven't fought ever. 2017 Mike Perry, which was like the, the 11 and 1 or 11 and 0 Mike Perry, which people really didn't know his game yet. He beat Gunnar Nelson, who I've always had a ton of respect for. I, I, I feel like we don't see enough of Gunnar Nelson. I mean, Nordine Taleb's not a bad win. Nordine Taleb's is still not a bad in, win. winning fights in, in the Corbin year of our Lord 2021. 2015, Sean Strickland. I mean, that's a stand up war. He, he beat a stand up right. war with Sean Strickland. These are I all mean, great that, wins. Neil right. Magny, we're talking about a guy who is still at the top of the division right now. Neil Magny yep. is his last win. Yep. There, so, there, I just I, then that's why I think that this is even okay. because I do I, think Baez might be favored. So, commissioner's decision: even money is going to be minus one ten both ways. That's how I've done it in the past, and the five points. Is gonna make Reese your winner. Baeza anti poha minus one thirty. Oh, the absolute opposite of a poha. Anti poha to Kobe. Minus one thirty. Thank you, Kamish. After opening minus one forty, Ponzinibbio though. Oh, oh wow. Danny, I was a little. It. If we did this a little earlier, I would have been way ahead of myself. Danny's on to me. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> so 2-0 Reese, third fight of the main card. We have a middleweight bout, Roman Delice and Loriano Star Staropoli. DK. If you want, we can just do point Danny here. He's gonna drill this. He's he's a Delice backer. He's and then throwing throwing Starpoli, uh, just a, these prospect guys. I'm done. Go ahead. Point Danny. That's the Go thing ahead. is is big Delice fan here. I think I bet him big versus Trevin Giles and, and lost pretty big on that weird we time of yeah, day card. Was that the Chiesa? No, the, the Brunson Holland card. That wasn't the weird time of day, but it was still. I remember it being a decision, though, that I know you didn't personally. Agree yeah, I with. definitely did. Yeah. But that being said, so Kobe mentioned, or I don't know if he mentioned, but uh, we talked about the canceled or fizzled fights. And Delice was originally scheduled versus Alessio de Chirico. And it's interesting because I see Staropoli as kind of like a Kmart Alessio de Chirico, like similar to the same kind of flashy striking, spinning kicks, big attacks. And that that's not how you're going to beat Delice. 
you're going to beat the lead, say kind of how Trevin Giles did it or made it foggy in the judges' decisions by just making it boring, making it a grind, a lot of clinch work, a lot of work on the fence. I don't think striking, at least from distance with Roman, is a, is a great move for anyone. Um, so I think Delice is a favorite here. I think it's a little bit less than I had Tom Breeze. I'm going to go minus 180. For Delice? Yes, sir. That's pretty good. I am on the fence. I was doing a premature pink slip this week. I was kind of noting that Starpoli, he's 2-2 two and two in the UFC. Dana's had a little bit of a more gracious leash as of recent, but he's on a two-fight skid. Delice, I remember scoring him as, as, a, as the loser, but the thing is, is a fight like that where everyone in the building is expecting you to go in there and win, and the line's kind of close, but you're this top prospect and you lose a decision. I, I think there's a lot of things he could have done differently. I think there's a lot of things he could have learned from that fight. And so I think it was actually good for him in the long term of his career. Um, I, I'm not on it. I'm not as high on the lead say as Danny is. So I'm going to go under that line. I just also don't really care for this star poly guy that much either. I remember watching not, uh, his Tim means fight, but I had Tim means and, and that was an easy cash. Um, I'm going to go, uh, the lead say minus one forty, star poly plus one twenty. By the skin of his teeth, Danny's going to stay alive. Minus, minus 165 deletes it. Pull. Ha. Needed Dude, that. We're, and by the way. Do I have to win the next two to? To win. By the way, that's, this is another one. Star Poli opened at minus 150 early last week. Whoa. Whoa. Where was I? Whoa. I feel like a square right now. I – Confession to be had, I like Starpoli at my line of minus 140 plus 120. I think the lead says a lot to work on still. Very wrong. Yeah. Well, well, we'll tape and get back to it later in the week. As we mentioned, we've got a week and a half before this, these fights kick off. Um, fourth fight on the main card, heavyweight bout, Walt Harris and Marcin Tybura. Reese, kick things off. Mm. Of course, Danny gets the advantage of. No, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm, no, I'm happy about this one. I do not I mean, enough to lead off. So Walt confident enough to lead off. Walt Harris has ver- has been like projectiled into not fame but recognition because of that hor- horrific story that happened to his daughter, and he has had a mixed UFC career, long layoff uh, as he should, as he deserved. But he was fighting for a top five spot in the heavyweight division with that Alistair Overeem fight. And he had him shook for a little bit too before Overeem came back and and won pretty easily. I, I don't think that Walt Harris is as good or as technical or as skilled as a lot of people seem to think. I, I think that, I mean, he's a long UFC veteran. I just think he's pretty one-dimensional. He's 
kind of understood at this point, and I don't even think he's that insanely talented in any one spot, even even the stand-up. I just think it's more of a testament to they need some more heavyweight bodies. Marcin Tiber, on the other hand, the thing I like about him is he brings more to the table. He brings a ground element to the table. He's fought guys like a Walt Harris before. The one that I'm really thinking of is a Derek Lewis. And the Derek Lewis fight was is important to note because he was it's it's a loss on his record, but he was laying on top of him, ground and pound the entire time, and then Derek Lewis did what Derek Lewis does and knocked him out in the third round. But it was not Derek Lewis's night until the end. Uh, a Greg Hardy win recently comes to mind for Tibera as well, and I feel like Walt Harris is is just a more technical Greg Hardy, maybe a little less athletic. So I I going back and forth on this one, but I actually am coming in here with with Marcin Tibera as the favorite, and I think that the 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 days of people riding Walt Harris from name recognition are over. He's kind of been exposed as recent, I believe, he's on two fight skid. I'm going to say Tibero is the favorite. I'm going to say it's probably. See, I, I would set the line in the 200s. The problem is no one's betting a heavyweight in the minus 200s unless it's the top three guys, right? So I'm going to go one. <sighs> 70 for Tibera plus 150 for Walt. And I think I ride Tibera there. I think I ride Tibera there. You just made this so impossible for me. <laughs> um, I mean, I, like everything you were saying, I like I was following along. I was like, Reese is going to go 200. Reese is going to go 200. And I'm going to come in with, but they're heavyweights. Anyone can land a punch. I mean, you said it. Walt Harris is first two and a half minutes. Give him everything he got. He hits really hard because he's a big, strong ass dude. But then there's really a lot to be desired. I hate that you're making me do this. Uh oh. But I'm 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 gonna just do Tybura two hundred because okay. because I I agree with so like so completely with you like my line was closer to yours I think it I had it like eighty or maybe like seventy five or something I think I lost the point <laughs> but I'm going two hundred because I think like we're talking about Walt Harris's hype and I know that you mentioned it coincided with the horrific story. Um, but it also it really did. first round finishes the back-to-back Alexi Olenek and Sergey Spivak who are Alexi Olenek and Sergey Spivak. Like they're both upwards of 38. Like these finishes weren't prime heavyweights. It's not RC Tybura. Yeah. Olenek goes out from jabs these days. You know what I mean? Like he's just, that one lasted 12 seconds. Round one, 12 seconds. Um, yeah, I'm going 200, but oh, that's it tough. wasn't the line I had written down. You made me do it, Reese. So it's actually funny you say that before Kobe gets there. I came in with 200, and I lowered it because of the fact that who's betting you a heavyweight? <laughs> who's who's betting a middle of the of the middle of the pack heavyweight? I, w- I really wanted you to say 200, and I'm I just think I, I think I think all right. I'll, who cares what I think? Go ahead, Kobe. Just rip the band-aid off. Minus 165 type of... Bye! 
You're on, you're on top of it. Oh, Tom. Danny, Point I gave you no choice because that one line. Oh, yeah, there's no way I was going under 170. Oh, like, I'm not going to bet that heavyweights. I think I take time. Like, woman, you can't make me bet woman. I think I'll say 150 last week, which, by the way, now that I'm confirmed the victor for this episode, I'm going to trash talk a little bit. Danny, only bet the dog for women. Danny, 0 for 2 betting women. (laughs) Like, Like, literally, it's clockwork. I, okay, okay. We're one for one in our last two. Oh, okay. the slander. Marina okay, Rodriguez fair. was a very much cash. Almost Rodriguez fit. was the favorite. Oh, but the, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Art of the deal, art of the deal, art of the deal. You're good. You're good. But yes, right. Felicia Spencer was not fighting for my money. Felicia, that was who, sickening Felicia to watch. That was sickening Spencer. to watch. She was terrible. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? I'm right. What can I say? <laughs> right, I'm right, 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 right. Either way, you're right. <laughs> Last fight on the main card, the title fight on the main card, Jer- Biggie Boy, Jarzania Rosenstrike, and Augusto Sakai. This one's not for anything that has to do with this week, but Danny, give us a number. I've got to imagine Biggie Boy is still a favorite here. Um, Sakai was on a run, but kind of – I mean – I if, I, if I'm going to be honest, that Marcin Tybura win after what I just talked a lot about is holding a lot more water than I thought. But I still think Biggie Boy is the favorite, even though he's on a skid. Ciro Gans, a world beater. Francis Ngannou is a world beater. Our listeners know exactly what I think about those two guys. Jerzyna Rosenstruck, minus 160. Okay, I'm about to shock the world here. And the worst part is it's MMA math related. So I remember the Alistair Overeem fight with, with Rosenstrike. I lost money there. I expected to go exactly how it did until the last three seconds. Then I was looking at the Sakai fight. Another one that I actually, but I actually won money that time. I had Overeem. And Sakai, I, I, Fear brings a little bit more to the table than Biggie Boy. I think he got blasted through the rankings with those lightning fast. I mean, I he had a jab knockout at one point. He has a lot of power without a doubt. I just think that there's still work to be done with him. I, I He'll get there. I really think he'll get there. But Danny's got me. I, I – uh, I'll go Gusto Sakai minus one twenty-five. Biggie Boy plus one fifteen. I gotta do some math here. Rosenstrike minus one twenty is your favorite. Forty points off, forty-five points That's off. That's me. It's going to DK. Let's go. Poha. <laughs> Little momentum. Emotional victory. No. I wanted to ro- shock the world there. I thought I had it. <laughs> five points. Hey, for the third time in these four in these five fights, we've got Sakai who opened as a favorite minus one forty a week ago. Dude, you seriously could not make this storyline up. Danny and I actually are like neck and neck every week. We just switch spots. Five. Cents I wanted it this line. week so bad. This, this would have been DK's first lead. 
not only that, but a three a three fights get, I would need to fire some upper management. I mean, that can't happen. <laughs> Anti poha. I gotta figure out what that is. Anti poha. <laughs> All right. Well, sign us off, Reese. What do you got? Um, a wallet. Uh, a boa! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.